We're not meant to go through life fearful, anxious, worried, chronically stressed like so many people are all the time. Think about it. We've normalized it. It's become so normal that we think, oh, this is just the way it is. No, it's not meant to be that way. It's okay to be that way. And there's nothing wrong with you when you are feeling that way. People need to know that, but it's not normal. What is Mm -hmm. normal? Let's get back to wholeness. Let's get back to oneness. Let's get back to purpose and passion and love and joy and clarity, knowing why I'm here, what I'm here to do and showing up every day, taking on life in a powerful way. Why? To impact this world and impact others to make a difference. That's what we're meant to do. And that is actually what's normal. So I want to call people to that and give them the blueprint and the plan on how to do that. John Gordon is a husband, father, and author. His best-selling books and talks have inspired millions of readers and audiences around the world. He is the author of the Timeless Classic, The Energy Bus, The Carpenter, Training Camp, The Power of Positive Leadership, The Power of a Positive Team, and his latest, The One Truth. When he's not running through airports or speaking to businesses or hospitals or schools, you can find him playing pickleball or taking long walks, which are when he gets most of his ideas. John believes in keeping his bio short because his past accomplishments are meaningless. What matters most is that he says something today that will inspire you to take action tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to present to you, John Gordon. John, I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? I grew up in Long Island, New York, a place called Smithtown, Suffolk County, straight out of Suffolk. And my dad was a New York City police officer, undercover narcotics. Wow. And so, yeah, he was shot a few times. He wasn't a very positive guy, but <laughs> he was a very loving guy. Like one of the most loving dads on the planet, a great guy, but also one of the most negative guys on the planet because he saw the world as out to get you because he was fighting the drug cartels in the streets of New York every day, seeing the worst of humanity. Wow. And then he'd come home. And so much so that when he retired, he really had to go through therapy and like almost like get back to normal civilian life. And he and my mom, I remember they were fighting a lot. And I remember asking if they're going to get divorced. And my mom said, when you have love, you find a way to work things out. And that's what we're doing. So I'll never forget that. They wow. stayed together. Dad passed away about six years ago. Mom passed away years ago when she was 59, almost about 17 years ago now. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, neither of my parents were involved in my life. But, but think about them often. And they gave me a great childhood, really focusing a lot on sports, education, went to school, did my schoolwork, played a lot of sports, very active in that way, and competed with the neighbors all the time in all the sports. It was sort of like Lord of the Flies that we, <laughs> we were left unsupervised and it was a battle in my neighborhood. You had to fight a lot. So yeah. I definitely had to learn how to fight. Oh man. It was like, you know, back in the day when the, the street lights turned on, that was time to go home. You know? The- yes. <laughs> yep. That was, it was, it was back in the day. We were just all out there. Our parents knew we were out there doing whatever it was we were doing. Yeah. And it was, it was wild way different times back then. I would not let my 13 and, and 10 year old go out and do what I did back as kids. But <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Well, I want to get right into your book, The One Truth, Elevate Your Mind, Unlock Your Power, Heal Your Soul. This drops on June 27th, if I'm correct there. I've got the pre-order. I, I've been reading the digital copy of it and it is so good. In the first part of this book, you get into the low and high state of mind, ebb and flow. And that really connected with me like how uh, can you deep dive into that low and high state of mind there? Yeah. I love talking about that. And it's funny. I've been talking about the one truth more lately, like 
what the one truth is all about oneness and separateness, but it's yeah. the high state of mind that actually helps you start to understand that and leads into that. And the idea is that, you know, one day you're in traffic and it bothers you. And the next day you're in the same traffic and it doesn't. Is it the traffic that is making you feel a certain way? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no, because if it was the traffic, you'd feel the same way all the time. It'd have to be a hundred percent for it to be truth. So it's not the traffic. Well, we also have events in our life, like even the pandemic. Some people thrived during the pandemic and other people really struggled with their mental health during the pandemic. We often blame the pandemic, but was it really the pandemic? No, because it's never the circumstance. It's never the event. It's always our state of mind. And when your state of mind is low and the circumstance happens, it really bothers you and you get affected by it. When your state of mind is high, same circumstance happens, but you rise above it. It doesn't even phase you. You move forward. And so high state of mind and low state of mind explains a lot in terms of how we respond. What Mm. characterizes a low state of mind? A lot of clutter, a lot of fear, worry, thought, anxiety, doubt. A lot of people are dealing with a low state of mind. They have a lot of thoughts, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of clutter. Then there's this high state of mind. What characterizes that? A lot of clarity, focus, positivity. You feel like you're in the zone. Like those moments you're in the zone, that is the ultimate high state of mind experience. Two circles, one with a thousand dots, one with three dots. Which mind will perform at a higher level? Which mind will be happier? Which mind will feel more at peace? Definitely the one with three dots versus the thousand dots. So the less thought there is, the less clutter, the higher the state of mind. And this makes sense. So I always ask, okay, what should be the next question? How can I get to a high state? Right. And that's what the book is all about. How do I get to a high state of mind instead of a low state of mind? How do I make sure those negative thoughts don't bring me down and cause a low state of mind? How can I uplift my mindset and elevate my mind to have a higher state of mind? And this really, as you know, Eric, it's like, it's next level teaching. It sounds so simple as you're reading the book. It's almost like, as I said, you're like remembering and I'm saying it in a way that makes so much sense that you just go, yeah, yeah, of course I get it. Yeah. That makes so much sense. But it's almost like you've heard it before, but you really haven't. Mm -hmm. And then it reveals the truth to you. And then you start seeing things so clearly like you'll look back on your life and go man i was in a low state of mind in that moment then i was in a high state of mind in that moment yeah i thrived in that moment and it helps you recognize what you were like at those times and then going forward how can i be and get into a more high state of mind to take on the challenges of life Mm. man that's so good I, i i even as you were saying that and i as i was reading the book as I look back on my life, you know, I spent about 10 years just lost in, in what I would call the world where it was drug addictions. And it was, I was in jail at 18, bankrupt wow. at 21 and just lost. And that was definitely one of those low points, you know, and, you know, I came from a crazy childhood. So, you know, broken home and all that. So I like to put that blame on there in my early twenties, like, oh, it's because of my circumstances, you know, and, yep. uh, but now being 43 and reading this book, man, it, it was so eye opening on the, those high state of minds that I need to be at there. Where do negative thoughts come from, though? Well, first, let's go to a, a thing for a second in terms of a wound. Like when you're a kid and you have these traumas and experiences from these broken homes, like my, yeah. my wife did. And again, we all have our own traumas. We all have our own things that happen when we were kids that we experienced. Some are, are worse than others, but we all have a little bit of a wound or wounds that have happened to us. And those wounds reveal like the healing that needs to take place. But the point is, it's not the circumstance that is, is, is the cause of the wound. Well, let me say like the, the wound happened, but any circumstance could have caused the wound. Right. That's the point. And how deep that wound is 
is not always the result of the circumstance because some people have something really bad happen. And you know what? They're able to just move past it, overcome, heal it pretty quickly. Other people, it's really hard to heal. The wound is really deep and it's really a, a tough, tough, tough time in their life to get through it and to overcome it. Or as they say in trauma therapy, therapy move through it. So yeah. the circumstance is going to happen, but everybody has wounds from various circumstances in their life. So the important thing is let's not focus on the circumstance. Let's focus on the wounds that mm -hmm. needs to be healed and empowering ourselves in that. But when you do have a wound, it gets infected from negative thoughts. Negative thoughts will infect the wound that you have. And they often like come out of the wound that you're experiencing. Maybe you yeah. don't feel validated. Maybe you don't feel loved. You don't feel worthy. You don't feel like you belong. All of those things come from a wound and those negative thoughts come in and exacerbate that. And they make you feel worse and worse and worse. So I often say like, do, you, do your negative thoughts come from you? I ask people that and they'll say, yeah, of course they're in my head. But the next question is who would ever choose to have a negative thought? Right. Like, would you ever choose a negative thought? Would you ever choose a thought that says you don't have it today? The future's <laughs> hopeless. You're not going to make it. You're not smart enough, pretty enough, handsome enough. You're not powerful enough. You're not going to overcome this health diagnosis. Your relationship isn't going to improve. Would you ever choose those thoughts? And the question is, no, you wouldn't choose those thoughts. When you're dreaming, having a nightmare, are you choosing those thoughts? No. No one has ever found a thought inside of a brain. I've asked neuroscientists and they agree. Thoughts are always coming in. So they come in from, from consciousness, from a spiritual place. There's the internet cloud of, of, of consciousness where thoughts reside, exist. There's like this field. And the brain is the hardware. It's where the activation happens. Hmm. So many scientists are looking for thoughts inside of the brain. They think the brain creates the thought. No, the thought activates within the brain that allows you to experience the thought. So right now, our, little, our brain is firing synapses that's allowing us to make sense of this conversation, sounds, wavelengths, frequencies, vibrations. The brain is actually an antenna. And so we're always tuning into positive and negative thoughts. So the thought exists in the mind and the soul, and it's activated in the brain, if that makes sense. Yep. People need to understand, like we are spirit, right? Because the body turns to dust when you die. Right. Having parents that have passed away, isn't it strange that one day they're here and the next day they're gone? Like, where'd they yeah. go? Yeah. One day you're here and the next day you're gone. Like, bye. Mm -hmm. Like, where did you go? And you got to remember the temporary nature of, of this reality. So we get this spirit that we are, spirit, in spirit. We all hear spirit all the time. We think about spirit. We talk about spirit. Then there's a soul. That soul is your spiritual DNA. It's your uniqueness. It makes you who you are. So, so Eric, you have a soul. I have a soul. It makes me who I am. It makes you who you are. And yeah. that is, that is unique to you. So we have the spirit and this soul and part of the soul is the mind and the spiritual heart that we have. So we have the mind, spirit, soul, and heart. And so every day we're living that reality through the expression of that and the brain and the body, we're interacting with that. But what is the body and the brain, but just energy, energy, an energetic mm -hmm. structure, right? An energetic frequency. We are more light beings than physical beings. So at every moment we're having these thoughts, both good and bad. And those thoughts are either bringing us down, lowering our state of mind or uplifting us and raising our state of mind. And once you understand that and understand the one truth that as you move from oneness to separateness, what happens is you move from positive to negative. So the more mm -hmm. we move towards separateness, we feel more negative. We feel more anxious. We feel more cluttered and stressed. When we feel one connected, we feel joy. 
power, yeah. peace, and love. And the funny thing is someone came to me and said, you know, I'm struggling with all these things and I got all these thoughts and I feel really negative at times. I said, you probably feel really far away from God. You don't feel connected to the creator mm. to experience that oneness because there's scripture that says nothing could separate you from the love of God. You're yeah. meant to be connected to God, connected to your creator, connected to that love. The person said, yeah, how'd you know? I said, well, if you were connected to God, you wouldn't be experiencing those thoughts or having those feelings. You would feel joy and peace and love and purpose. And we've had moments where we felt that way. And we've also had moments where we feel very disconnected and disengaged and cluttered yeah. and fearful and anxious. And the root for the Greek word of anxious means to separate and divide. So when you feel anxious, you actually feel separate and divided. Mm -hmm. So this explains everything once you understand the thought process behind it. So thoughts are coming in and they will either weaken you or make you feel powerful. They will separate you or help unite and connect you. And it all resides in the mind, the battlefield of the mind, and the brain is sort of where it's all happening and the thoughts are, are being processed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh gosh. And it's deep. It is deep. And it's it's good though. And I mean, for those people that are feeling like they're not connected, they're powerless, they're they're feeling weak, like how do they find that connection and start to get into that oneness sort of mindset? Well, there's an acronym that I think is really helpful. Talk about it in the book, TUNE, T-U-N-E. And so again, we're going towards a negative frequency or a positive frequency. We are tuning into one of those main frequencies. Think about the radio dial. Think about the radio. Right now you're driving in your car or you, when, you, when you had the old radio before you were listening to just you know your, your, your uh, iPhone and all the music on there and, and Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, we basically were able to tune into different radio stations and you still can. The, the messages are being broadcasted all the time, but you are only tuning into and hearing the radio that your dial matches. Well, in the same way, whatever thoughts we are tuning into, right? Yep. are being done by the frequency that we're tuning into. So what is the frequency that you're tuning into is based on the frequency that your brain, that your antenna, that your mind is operating in. So mm -hmm. if you're always listening and tuning into negative thoughts, then you will tune into a lower frequency. It will become your habitual way of thinking. Well, you got to start tuning into more positive thoughts, into a higher frequency. And how do we do that? Trust and truth is the T. Trust and truth. Trust and speak truth to the lies every time those negative thoughts come in. Because negative thoughts are lies yep. that will tell you things about yourself and your future that just aren't true. So trust and truth. Speak truth to the lies. You, unite with God or unite with love. When you unite with God, you're uniting with love because God is love. Fear divides, love unites. So anytime you start to feel fearful and fear is trying to divide and separate you, Focus on the love that casts out fear. And love is more powerful than fear. So focus on the love. Then there's that N, neutralize the negativity. And I go into more explanation in the book on this. So make yeah. sure you read the book. We even have like this action plan with tune that you can implement and start doing every day. I wrote it so people could actually start to tune their mind. And I want scientists to study this. I want them to study what happens when people do this every single day over time. What's happening to their brains? What's happening to their souls? What's happening to their health? I yeah. guarantee we're going to see major changes in the energetic structure of the brain and the synapses and the health of the brain by actually tuning into more positive thoughts because positive thoughts actually uplift the mind and then heal the brain. Negative thoughts actually weaken the mind. It actually de-elevates and creates discouragement, distractions, division, separation, 
clutter and all the things that affect the brain, I guarantee we'll find over time, I really believe the negative thoughts affect the antenna of your brain in a negative way. So the more we're doing that, the more we find health and wholeness. So that's mm -hmm. T-U-N, neutralize the negativity. When those negative thoughts come in, you got to stop. And you got to yeah. say, no, I'm not listening to that. And I'm going to speak true to that. Stop believing the lies those negative thoughts are telling. Think about it. Just because you have a negative thought doesn't mean you have to believe it. Don't mm -hmm. believe the lies. Speak truth to the lies. And there's power in that truth. There's power in walking with those words of encouragement, words of life versus the thoughts that are always trying to bring you down, accuse you, distract you, demean you, deceive you, and ultimately cause your demise. We got to make sure we're tuning into the positive. Mm. I'm thinking about right now, as I'm saying that this young 16 year old who was suicidal was in the ER two nights before I went to go meet with him because I knew his mom and I started teaching him this and I started to tell him about negative thoughts and they're not coming from him. And I said, do you have a lot of thoughts in your head? He said, oh, so many. I said, do they bombard you a lot? Do they accuse you? He goes, ah, oh, all the time. They are constantly negative to me. They always tell me what I'm not. Makes me want to give up. I just want to give up at times. Hmm. Once he understood his negative thoughts were not coming from him, he stopped berating himself. He stopped beating himself up. He stopped having shame and guilt for the negative thoughts that were in their head. Think about it. When you have all these negative yeah. thoughts, you think something's wrong with you. You right. think you're broken. So you actually start to defeat yourself as a result of these negative thoughts. Once he understood this and understood he wasn't broken, that he's whole. And guess what? There's a plan for your life and you're here for a reason. Everything changed. He started to tune into the positive, neutralize the negativity. And just recently I texted him, how you doing? Doing great, Mr. Gordon, high state of mind. Come His on. parents said, what have you done? He was fine literally a day later, like a completely <laughs> different kid. He said, I just shared the truth with him. I explained mm. the truth. And once he understood the truth, that set him free. It was powerful to teach the truth. And that leads us to the E where we elevate our thinking and we've got to elevate our thinking with gratitude, with encouragement, with positive thoughts, feeding the positive. All these years that I've been teaching this about positivity with the energy bus and training camp, and the carpenter, yep. and the power of positive leadership, all the books that I've written, I realize now this is why these books have worked, why they've impacted so many people and why millions of people have read them is because I was helping them uplift their mind and elevate their thinking to a new level, a higher level. Gratitude is a great way to do it. When you appreciate, you elevate, you elevate your mood, your performance, your brain, you elevate your mind and your soul, the people around you. So, so that's really a key part of it. Gratitude, encouragement. The word encourage means to put courage into. So yeah. when you're encouraging people, you're putting courage into them. So encouragement is essential. And also I should say you encourage yourself, you put encourage into yourself. So that's a great way to uplift your mind is, is encouragement. I'm big on successes of the day. So mm. it, as you go to bed, write down the one success you had that day, the one great thing that you feel great about that will fuel you, energize you and propel you instead of all the things that went wrong, all the things that upset you, the things you're, that bothered you. No, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on the things that went right. That's going to energize me. So it's always about uplifting and elevating our thinking. Wow, man. Thank you so much for deep diving into that and that acronym tune. I mean, how powerful is that? That is amazing there. Uh, I know that we just have a few minutes left. What are you most excited about right now? You've got this event coming up with Ed Milet here in just a couple of weeks and just wanted to, to see like, what's that event about? What are you most excited about right now? 
Yeah, I'm excited to do this with Ed because we did his podcast and I talked about the one truth January 8th on his podcast, if you want to go listen to it. And it was like the first time I ever talked about it publicly in yeah. that way on his podcast. And he was asking some great questions. We had such a dynamic, incredible conversation. I still get people to stop me <laughs> and say, wow, I heard you on Ed Milet's podcast and how powerful it was. It was. And we really talked about a lot of these principles that you and I just talked about, but it was more in a, maybe a little more philosophical way, but the response was incredible. So we decided to have one more conversation about it. And so he and I are gonna talk about it. We're doing a free webinar and it's June 26th. And so I'm excited for people to join us for that. We have several thousand people already that are already signed up to do it. It's gonna be live. So Ed and I live having one more conversation. He wrote the book, The Power of One More. Yep. And we're having one more conversation about the one truth and principles. And we're gonna talk about things that we haven't talked about before. So it's gonna be exciting. I'm also doing a day with event with Patrick Lencioni, who wrote The Five Dysfunctions of a Team and other books. Yep. We're doing that November 2nd in Dallas, only 75 top leaders from around the country. And it's an application. People have to apply to, to, get it, to, get it, to get in, but it's gonna be an incredible event. And we've already had 50 people. So we only got 25 spots left. Wow. And it's November, November 2nd. So that's going to be incredible. And uh, Patrick and I are doing that. So I'm, I'm really excited about those two things. And most importantly, just this book coming out. And I appreciate you having me on, Eric. This is awesome being on your podcast and being able to talk about this book and share this message. Like, I've never been more fired up and passionate about a book. I've written a lot, 28. This is my 28th. But <laughs> I've never been more passionate because this is the book I know that explains everything and will help so many people in what they're dealing with their mental health. It's like everyone who's read it said, this is the book that's the answer to what we're going through right now as a country, as a yeah. world, as a team, as a family, as an individual. Everyone's struggling, but they have no idea why and they don't understand what's happening. And this exposes it all. It basically lifts the veil, allows you to see things so clearly about what's happening. And now you can step forward with power. Man, live life with purpose, <laughs> live with joy, live with love, live the life that you are meant to live. We're not meant to go through life fearful, anxious, worried, chronically stressed, like so many people are all the time. Think about it. We've normalized it. It's become so normal that we think, oh, this is just the way it is. No, it's not meant to be that way. It's okay to be that way. And there's nothing wrong with you when you are feeling that way. People need to know that, but it's not normal. What is mm -hmm. normal? Let's get back to wholeness. Let's get back to oneness. Let's get back to purpose and passion and love and joy and clarity, knowing why I'm here, what I'm here to do and showing up every day, taking on life in a powerful way. Why? To impact this world and impact others to make a difference. That's what we're meant to do. And that is actually what's normal. So I want to call people to that and give them the blueprint and the plan on how to do that. Wow. Come on. I just got chills, man. John, I'm so excited for this event for you with you and Ed. And I'm excited about this book. The one truth people need to go buy it. I've been reading it. It's an amazing book. You're an absolute world changer, man. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Eric, appreciate you. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.